Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. And the problem with offering a combination multi-textured food like lasagna, let's say, to an early eater is that that food contains so many ingredients and textures and foods and flavors and tastes that Your baby who's never had anything in their mouth except breast milk or formula is certainly not equipped to handle yet. However, when you get into phase two of baby led weaning, you certainly can start on those combination foods. But early on, we stick to the individual isolated foods for a number of safety related reasons. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Hi guys, welcome back. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about what is a combination food. And I'd like to start each of these mini baby-led weaning training episodes with a BLW tip of the day. And the first tip of the day is probably the most important one, which is Your baby doesn't even need to be experimenting with combination foods until they enter the second phase, phase two of baby led weaning. That comes after we've been doing baby led weaning for at least eight weeks with the individual foods. So if you're in phase one, so you just started baby led weaning or you're within the first eight weeks, come back and listen to this episode later, or you can listen to it now, but pocket the information or put it in the back of your brain until you hit that second eight weeks, because we don't want to do any combination foods too early for babies. We'll talk about why that could be potentially dangerous. And hang tight because I'm going to give you some examples 
of combination food recipes that you can start doing for your baby once they hit that phase two mark. And by that point, you're going to be a lot more confident in your baby's ability to handle multi-textured foods when you hit that second phase of baby led weaning. All right. So what is a combination food? A combination food can also be called a multi-textured food. It's where we're introducing a variety of textures at one time in one food to a baby. It's not something that we do for early eaters. So I'm going to back it up. What then do we do for early eaters if we don't do combination foods? Well, in my programs in phase one of baby led weaning, which is the first eight weeks, we do single solitary isolated foods, right? Your baby needs lots of time to learn how to eat. Okay. My colleague and friend, Don Winkleman, she comes on the podcast a lot and we co-teach some workshops and different programs together. And one of our examples that we use is like, why we don't feed six-month-old babies lasagna. Okay, what's happening with lasagna? Okay, lasagna, think of all the different ingredients and flavors and textures and tastes that go into lasagna. Okay, you guys know babies can eat a lot more foods than we give them credit for, but lasagna is not one that a six or seven-month-old eater eats, okay? Because uh, let's start with the different textures, right? There's cooked pasta in there. There's tomatoes in there. There could be ground meat and melted cheese, all of these variety of textures. To drop that on a baby who like, has only ever had breast milk or formula in their mouth, there's absolutely no way they're going to be able to handle that level of complexity with regard to the texture, okay? From an allergenic standpoint, take a look at what's in lasagna. In the pasta, there's wheat. In the cheese, there's cow's milk protein. If you're using egg to mix with the ricotta, another cow's milk protein, there's egg protein. Like we don't throw three different brand new allergenic foods on a baby in one day, right? If the baby was going to have an allergic reaction to one of those allergenic foods, how would we know which one caused it if we're mixing them all together? Okay, so there's a number of different reasons why we don't have babies eat foods like lasagna early on. But could your 12-month-old baby eat lasagna? Heck yeah, because early on, six months ago, in phase one of baby led weaning, you started with the individual isolated foods. You did tomato in a way that was safe for the baby on its own. You were offering different types of meat in a way that was safe for the baby on its own. You introduced the wheat allergen, perhaps as cooked pasta, very soft safe pieces that were cut into strips about the size of your adult pinky finger or shaped that way to begin with. So you did all the individual components of lasagna on their own in the earliest phases, phase one of baby led weaning, those first eight weeks when your baby is learning so much about how to pick the food up and eventually get it to their mouth and move it around and move it to the back of their mouth, maybe gag on it. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Push it forward, spit it out, recover from the gag, pick it back up. I mean, they're are lots of little micro steps in learning how to eat. And the individual foods are what I do in my programs that's based on experience, but it's also based on research about textures that babies can handle at different ages. And we know from research that texture is important. And actually the babies who've had the least amount of experience with textures other than purees, those are the babies who are actually at elevated risk of choking. So while I know you might feel comfortable just doing purees, I teach a purees for a few days approach to baby led weaning, three max, where we would puree foods that we could otherwise offer in soft, solid strip form. I just do it for a few days. And oftentimes that's just to help the parents bridge their anxiety gap from going from that purely liquid diet, which is breast milk or formula, to different textured foods. So your baby can start on different textured foods. We just prefer to do that with single isolated foods. Again, I do it for the first eight weeks of baby led weaning. In my programs, following my five-step feeding framework, we introduce five new foods per week. So on Monday, we do a new fruit, Tuesday, a new vegetable, Wednesday, a starchy food, Thursday, a protein food, and Friday, an allergenic food. We pull those foods from their respective categories inside of the 100 first foods list. You're doing five new foods a week. There's four weeks in a month. So that's 20 new foods a month. 
So by the end of the first eight weeks, the end of phase one, your baby has had 40 different foods. If you're just starting out, you might feel really anxious about your baby's capacity to try different foods and maneuver and manipulate around their mouth and recover from a gag and try allergenic foods. All these things may seem scary, but once you've done 40 foods and you've been doing one new food a day, five days a week, offering foods one to two times a day at the six to seven month mark, the level of confidence that you're going to have when your baby has been doing this for eight weeks is remarkably different than what you felt starting out. So for those of you who are still anxious about getting into that second phase, trust that by the time your baby has had the opportunity to try 40 different foods in those first eight weeks, you'll be really confident about their ability to handle the combination foods that come in phase two. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So when can babies start eating combination foods? As I mentioned, I generally start that in the second eight weeks. So phase two of baby led weaning. Again, this is when your baby has been already doing it for eight weeks. If you started at six months of age, it's generally around the eight month mark when we move into combination foods. But sometimes parents will come into our program, the baby's eight months of age, and they've never had anything except purees. Well, we don't just move them right to combination foods because that baby does not have the skill set to handle that yet. They need that eight weeks of practice. In many ways, they're almost like a six-month-old. So we make adjustments, but generally after your baby has been eating for about eight weeks, or if you're following the five-step feeding framework, when you've done 40 foods, you'll be really confident that your baby can definitely move to these different combination foods. So that's when you're starting to make foods like fritters, for example. Do a lot of content on fritters because it's a great way for your baby to be able to pick up and feed themselves those smaller pieces of cooked whole grain because in the starchy foods list in the 100 first foods list, there's 20 different grains and many of them are whole grains, which parents are like, I don't know how to feed sorghum or quinoa. And so I teach them and share recipes on how to make fritters. Oftentimes we're using an egg as a binding agent. So that's an allergenic food you've tried on your own. Sometimes it's combined with another ingredient, maybe a different type of chopped protein or a cooked vegetable, frying them into fritters and having the baby pick it up and feed it to themselves. Are there babies prior to eight months of age who can safely pick up and eat fritters? Yes, occasionally we see that. But we see a lot more success with the babies being able to feed those foods if they are in phase two. So those are the babies who do better with the combination foods, and it's certainly much safer. So the combination food is one that has multiple textures. Some other examples are I have a mini mushroom meatloaf recipe that's very popular inside of my program. Mushrooms can be a challenging food to feed to babies because rubbery mushrooms, even if you cook them to death in butter and wine and make them delicious. And by the way, babies can have 
foods cooked in wine because the wine cooks off. It's not a concern from the alcohol ingestion standpoint, but the texture is concerning of sauteed mushrooms because it's not safe enough for babies, especially without teeth to eat. But we can work the mushrooms into a meatball batter. Is that what you call raw meatball? Someone recently gave me a meatballer, by the way, side note, game changer. It's like a little cookie scoop, but for meatballs and a couple of different sizes. And I make them for babies and then I smash them with the palm of my hands. Very satisfying to flatten them and then can bake them or fry them and cut them into strips about the size of your adult pinky finger. Increasingly, I'm making a lot of my combination food recipes like the mini mushroom meatloaves or sorghum fritters. I'm baking them in a rectangular mini loaf pan because they get the perfect size where you can then cut them into strips about the size of your adult pinky finger, which is safe for your baby to pick up and feed to themselves for baby led weaning. So over on our YouTube channel, we've been sharing a lot about the mini loaf pan and some of the recipes that go in there. If you want to see what some of these fritters look like, be sure to check us out on YouTube. The channel is baby led weaning. If you subscribe, you can get notified. We put out new videos every single week so you can see some of this stuff that you're learning about put into action. If you're interested in grabbing that 100 First Foods list, I give it to everybody on my free workshop called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. This is all about how to get your baby to eat 100 foods before they turn one. And inside of that workshop, I introduce you to one of my paid programs where I actually show you the recipes and the instructions and videos on how to make all of the 100 First Foods on the list. And I also have 100 Baby Led Weaning recipes for stage two or phase two combination foods inside of that program. I think a lot of families get excited about baby led weaning. They do the single foods. They get a few foods under their belt, maybe get up to 40, move into phase two. And they're like, oh, I don't know what foods or what recipes to make in order to help my baby try all these foods. That's where those phase two combination food recipes come in. But if you're in the earlier phases, just do the single foods. You don't need to bother yourself about making any fancy recipes. And at the end of the day, you don't need to make any fancy recipes. I just put them inside of the program because some families are like, I want to experiment and try some of these new foods. And they get really gung-ho about all of the foods their baby starts eating. And when your baby moves to combination foods, if you're not there yet, when you get into phase two, the second eight weeks of baby led weaning, I call it like the golden age of baby led weaning. Your baby is jamming on feeding themselves. They you're, you drop that first milk feed. Now they're eating two to three times a day. Other people are like, oh my gosh, how does your baby eat like that? And inside of my program, I do weekly live office hours where parents can come on and ask their questions. And we were just talking about the eight-month fork in the road, where babies who are spoon-fed at eight months continue to only eat purees and will only eat purees. And by the time they get to 12 months, they'll have at most maybe 10 or 12 foods under their belt. But the eight-month-old babies who've been doing baby-led weaning for eight weeks, those are the babies who start jamming on all of the different textures, the combination foods, they're feeding themselves, you're starting to drop a milk feed. All of a sudden, you turn the corner at nine months and baby starts getting more of their nutrition from food and less from milk. And you're working towards your goal of by 12 months of age, most of baby's nutrition is coming from food and not from infant milk anymore. That is weaning in action. And so that eight-month mark is very, very crucial. If you guys want to check out this program or learn more about this approach, be sure to sign up for the Baby Led Weaning for Beginners Workshop. I give everyone on that workshop a copy of the 100 First Foods list. And I'll tell you more about the program where you can learn about how you can help your baby safely move through these different phases. So hopefully they can achieve independent eating by the time they turn 12 months of age. You can sign up for this week's workshop times at babyledweaning.co. If you already have the 100 First Foods list, I love to hear in the comments on YouTube the different foods that you've been trying and which ones you liked or which ones you're struggling with. I read every single comment there. I also read every single podcast review. So thank you guys for all of the great reviews. I get some of my best ideas for new episodes from podcast reviews and YouTube comments. So anytime you have a baby led weaning question, I'm there to help you. Thank you so much for listening. 
And thank you to our partners at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, Airwave Media has some amazing podcast offerings. Check them out. They're at airwavemedia.com. We're online at blwpodcast.com. I'll link all of the resources I mentioned today in the show notes for this episode. It's also in the description right below where you're listening, or you can go online to blwpodcast.com slash 311. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. 